WBEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts, and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation. Plus, MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. One tech company's layoff could be another city's gain. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Tens of thousands of people have been laid off by big tech companies like Microsoft and Google in recent weeks, many of them foreign employees that hold H-1B visas. Workers in that category have just 60 days to find a job or leave the country. Now, a new coalition of businesses in Chicago is working to bring those high-skilled engineers and tech wizards to the Windy City. The efforts being led by P33, a nonprofit whose mission is to transform our city into a so-called Tier 1 tech and innovation hub. Brad Henderson is P33's CEO, and Nuan Samarawira is the organization's COO. Brad, can you tell us about the Chicago H1B Connect Coalition? What is it, and why now? Great. Well, if you think about one of Chicago's great strengths, it's coming together as a community in tough times. We're actually blessed in Chicago because of the resilience of our economy. We have about 160,000 open positions in tech, uh, which is astonishing. It's a lot. And so what we did is, is we do what you do in Chicago. We called our friends at World Business Chicago and other civic institutions across the city. We were able to get 35 companies to sign up to say, hey, we care about this. We want to support these workers. We want to lean in. Uh, and just a short period of time, we've identified thousands of jobs um, that will be net new opportunities for these H-1B visa holders uh, and really turn this moment into an opportunity for Chicago to shine. Mm-hmm. Well, Nuan, let's transition to you here. H-1B visa holders from other countries, they're often some of the most skilled workers in tech, right? So talk more about that program for folks listening who might not be familiar. So talk more about the H-1B And what sort of workers we're talking about here? Yeah, we're talking about high-skilled workers, typically engineers, um, computer scientists, those who have technical skills that American companies cannot find uh, organically. And so they're a critical part of the workforce. And typically they are educated here. So they come here from other countries. They're educated here. Okay. And then they get onto, from a student visa, onto onto the H-1B where they have three years and then an extension for another three years to to stay in the country and to work before ideally transitioning to the green card. And is that process going from the student visa to the H-1B, is that smooth or is are there hurdles there as well? There are hurdles. There's, there's a good amount of paperwork. Um, there is a mystique around this. I, I don't think it's as complicated as I think some think it is. Okay. Um, but there's paperwork involved and you have to ultimately prove that the worker is skilled, that you cannot hire that worker in, in the American pool, um, and that this individual has the skills on their resume as, and their degree um, to be able to do the job that you're um, trying to hire them for. And so there are some hoops to jump through to prove that this is a valid um, application. Um, but ultimately, at the end of it, um, typically, you know, uh, you can be successful in it. Now, there's a lottery. So there's only 
60,000 slots and then 20,000 extra for master's students. And I yeah. think last year there was, I think, four or 500,000 applicants. And so you have to Goodness. win that lottery. What we're talking about here is people who have been laid off, who have actually won that lottery, who have that visa, but their, their residence in the United States requires them to be employed. And if their employment is jeopardized, and then they have 60 days to leave the country. I understand that you, Nuan, were also uh, an H-1B visa holder for, for several several years. And as a Canadian citizen, I can feel you on yeah. that because <laughs> I've also had an H-1B visa. I'm currently on a different work visa for full transparency. But what was your <laughs> H-1B experience like? I'm curious. It was stressful. I think um, from the moment I arrived as a student, uh, I knew I wanted to stay in America. I knew I wanted to build a life in America. And that meant that the H-1B process controlled pretty much all of my decisions for 10 to 14 years because the whole goal was I'd like to stay and build a life in America. And so from what did I study? I wanted to be a philosophy and a, a, a history major and I studied accounting and operations because it gave me the best chance to work for the companies I knew would sponsor um, foreigners, which was investment banks, management consulting firms and accounting firms. To Once you are in a company and you're lucky enough to be sponsored by that company, you constantly have the anxiety of, am I going to be laid off? I started my career in 2008 in the summer. Lehman Brothers went bankrupt a month or two later. Mm. That whole first year, every Friday, I you know, walked into the office thinking, you know, someone's getting laid off this today. This is the day. And is this the day? And I, I remember that moment where I was called into a partner's office and he slow played it. And then he said, but you're safe. Like You're going to have time to, to work this out. Um, it's just incredible, the gravity of it all and the anxiety of it all. And so seeing what's happening right now, knowing you only have 60 days to find another job, just I think we all empathize with that, that situation. Absolutely. And we, we want to help. So, Brad, take us back. Where did the idea for the coalition come from and who exactly is involved? Yeah, so in, in very basic terms, the, the leader of World Business Chicago is a guy called Michael Fosnacht. We tend to work together on all things to help Chicago grow. And it started with a simple phone call between us. Personally, uh, I was uh, the idea came to me from a um, a very valued partner, a former executive in Chicago, a guy called Bobby Mehta. Mm -hmm. Bobby is an immigrant from India to the U.S. He was the CEO of TransUnion. He's a civic leader across our city, and he just identified for us that his community, the India India Indian diaspora community in in Chicago, this was something on their minds. This is something that had them worried, and that there was a real the, the specific anxiety. Nuan uh, referenced. This was uh, uh, very prevalent across Chicagoland, and mm -hmm. he really encouraged us to think uh, together about what we might do. So what are the logistics here, Brad? How do we, one, entice these tech workers to our city, and then two, get them set up with these companies ASAP? Because as we mentioned, this is not the project to, to drag your feet on, given the realities that Nuan just explained of the H-1B uh, process. So I think there are a couple of things. First, it, what we've tried to do is to let, just let the country know that there are some amazing companies in Chicago who've signed up of the 35 doing critical work. Think about a company like Walgreens, right? Walgreens is enabling healthcare for so many of us through prescriptions, health in their pharmacy, et cetera. All that requires new digital technologies. We've got 30 or four other companies like that who really need skilled workers to deliver on just the exciting business work they're doing to help us. So everyone should know, step one is, we have great work here now um, in this 160,000 open positions in, in Chicago. And the second piece is, okay, well, that's great. How do I navigate quickly and efficiently? And so what we've done is we've set up a shared job board where we've worked with these employers to create an opportunity in one spot 
to look at H-1B visa holders and, and the opportunities that they have so that they don't get lost in a process searching for jobs that aren't going to work for them. Yeah. They can go to one place and know here were the opportunities. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about a new coalition of businesses that aims to bring recently laid off tech workers on H-1B visas to Chicago. These foreign workers, they're often engineers and other tech-savvy folks, and many of them have recently been let go by the likes of Twitter, Microsoft, and Google. Our guests are Brad Henderson and Nuan Samawarira of P33. That's the Chicago nonprofit leading the effort. By the way, you can find more information on this at gotechchicago.com slash H-1B. So, Nuan, Brad just talked a little bit about uh, the tech scene here in Chicago. I want to hear from you on this. What would you say are the strengths of Chicago's tech scene? Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think the first is that um, there's a very narrow definition of tech, I think, nationally, where people just assume it's big tech. And I think one thing we want to make clear is that um, we have a more expansive definition. There are incredible companies in Chicago that Brad mentioned the, the all states of the world, the northern trusts of the world, who have an incredible number of technical positions available and are working on complicated technology problems. There's, there's fascinating work to do here. And I don't always think that comes across. I think we assume it's either startups or it's big tech companies and there's nothing in between. And yeah. I think Chicago's strength is that it has both startups and it has large corporate giants that are anchors of the city who have a lot of technical roles. I think so, so with that in mind, what sort of tech workers does Chicago need right now? Yeah, so I think software engineers, software developers is absolutely number one. That is, that is the currency nationally and in Chicago. We have a tech talent alliance of 52 companies that guide P33's work, and they tell us constantly that it is software engineering that is absolutely the skill they need. Yeah. I think cloud capability and DevOps capability is also critical skills that they, they look for. Um, but if you had to pick one, it's, it's software engineers. That is the, the ultimate currency um, that you can hold as an employee. Brad, does the uh, H-1B visa program, in your opinion, does it need to be reformed? Yeah, I would say I'm not an expert on immigration policy. Uh, so the what I do know is that... Um, if well, would, it, would it at least be better for the workers and for the industry if workers had more time to find a job. Yes. You know, this is, if you think about, if I just think about the, 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 the companies that we work with, right, and I'm, I'm just blown away. One of the things that, that I, I think kind of speaks to your question, think about all the big companies in Chicago. 21 of our Fortune 500 companies in Chicago were founded by immigrants or children of immigrants. So if you have a system where, the, think of that, 21 of our biggest employers that worker could have had 60 days uh, to leave the country. That's not enough time. Finding the right opportunity, finding the opportunity to find good employment in stressful times, it just seems like it doesn't work. And again, think about those 21 companies. If we'd lost a couple of them because you know the rules don't quite work the right way, I think that says um, definitely have to think anew so we don't miss these opportunities to really push our, our region and our, and our nation forward. How will the uh, Chicago H-1B Connect Coalition measure success here? I think for us, there are, there are a couple of things. The, the biggest one is getting really talented people at risk into jobs. Yeah. I think there's one other piece I would highlight, which is a lot of this is about letting the country know what kind of city we are. Uh, and, and for us, we are, uh, I think, uh, on the cusp of being one of the leaders in the country at really leaning into diversity as a core of our tech leadership. 
And so I, I, I want to be the most immigrant-friendly city uh, for tech workers in the country. And so I think there's a quantitative measure in jobs and a qualitative me- me- measurement in true leadership. Mm-hmm. Nuan, we talked a moment ago about the H-1B visa program. Mm-hmm. You are beyond this program now, right? You are, are now a, a citizen. But w- what would you say needs to change? Yeah, so I think um, a couple of things. Uh, I think the first would be the cap. Cap 60,000, and it's having 500,000 applicants. Um, the cap has not grown in the last 15 to 20 years. Um, it's stuck. So it hasn't grown with the times in the economy. And we've been in this boom economy for the last 13, 14 years until now. And so yeah. expanding the cap would be number one. I think from a company perspective, um, there's been a lot of lobbying on this, right, in, in, in D.C. by big tech and others. Um, I, I think... I think there is a consensus among some in, in Washington that this, this, this issue needs to be extracted from the broader immigration debate because it seems bizarre that you're going to train up all of these folks at American institutions, who, the best of the best who come to America, yeah. and then you're going to send them back to their countries and say, well, you, you can't be here. And I, So I think that just has to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I think it's the cap that, that needs to go in addition to the, the amount of days on the back end. And then from a company perspective, I would just say – it's so stressful to apply to a company and not know whether they sponsor visas. And to hear, yeah, we kind of do. We'll talk about it with HR. And then at some point, HR says no. And that's what we've says, tried. This is too much. This the is too much. Is too we're much. not doing this. And so the cost is too much. That's the number one thing with this, this job board that we're doing is to say, if you look here, you can rest assured that you don't have to worry about that. Because we've, we've heard from the companies that this job is available to an yeah. H-1B visa. really important. Because you, you, otherwise your scarce time in 60 days is just limited to wasting, wasting it on the wrong things. Well, in the 30 seconds I've got left with you, Nuan, software engineers and, and other tech folks listening right now, what should they do? Go to the job board um, and take a look at the jobs because if you find one that you like, you can rest assured that that is a job that you are eligible to apply to. You can also reach out to, to us. You can find us on, on um, P33's uh, LinkedIn posts, LinkedIn page or our, or our Twitter handle, and we'll, we'll try and reach back out to anyone that reaches out to us because we want to connect you with companies. There are phenomenal companies here. And so we're very committed to this. This is a human problem. We, we want to help. Um, and so anything we can do to help, we will. We've been talking with Brad Henderson and Nuan Samawawira, the CEO and COO of P33. Their nonprofit is organizing a push to bring recently laid off foreign tech professionals here to Chicago. Find out more online at gotechchicago.com slash H1B. Brad and Nuan, thank you so much. This episode of Reset was produced by Dan Tucker, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather. Get more tech stories like this, along with all of our coverage of news and culture, by subscribing to our podcast. We bring you episodes every morning and afternoon, so you're always up to date on what's happening in the city and the world. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.